Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's now time to talk all things round ball, football, Joga Benito, whatever you want to call it. The UFA, if you want to watch the UEFA Champions League final, it is live and exclusive and in 4K on Stan Sport and one of the superstars that you would see on that coverage. And I love, I love introducing Bozov because he's a genuine superstar. Former Manchester United goalkeeper, Aston Villa goalkeeper, Socceroos goalkeeper, the greatest footballing export this country has ever had. It's oh. the great Mark Bosnich. Are you there, B-Man? Good afternoon, Professor. Good afternoon, Sock. And thank you so much for that uh, humbling you have to say oh. introduction. Oh, thank you. <laughs> very, very good. Hey, Boz, let's start with how are you? How are you going? Very good. Very good. I, I've had my humble moment. I'll just get back to normal. I'm excellent. Really, really good. Absolutely buzzing. Looking forward to another great weekend of sport as usual. Friday night's all excitement. Very. And, uh, and living in our great city of Sydney. I'm sorry, the rest, oh. of, the rest of the country, but I'm biased. Um, and obviously, I, uh, just really, really happy to be alive. Oh, that, that, it's always uplifting chatting to you, oh, Boz. It it's a great day for Australia today. And maybe one <laughs> in particular Australian, Ange Postacoglu, I want to talk to you about. Is, yeah. he, is he going to get the job at Tottenham, in your own opinion? Well, I, well, that's a great question, Sock. And I, I actually think he's a great choice. And I'll tell you why. Number one, uh, he's used to working on small budgets. Now, Tottenham, in comparison to other sporting clubs in the world, if people look at their budget, they go, hang on a minute, what do you mean small budget? But they haven't got as big a budget as some of the bigger boys because they've got to pay off their stadium. So they've got to be a bit careful with their wage structure and the way they go about things. The other thing is it couldn't get much lower than it did for Tottenham this season. There'll be no Champions League football. There was no uh, trophies. They'll, they'll struggle to get even into the Conference League or the Europa League unless the places get pushed down a little bit further. And the third most important thing is Tottenham Hotspur supporters, and I'm sure will back me up with this, uh, having their DNA that their club has always been renowned for playing attractive football. And that's one thing we know that Ange Postacoglu can deliver. Now, there will be some issues when he goes there in terms of uh, very, very similar to what happened with Selby. A lot of people going, oh, okay, we expected this, we expected that. But he's shown before that he uses this type of doubt and uses this type of, you could say, you could say lack of knowledge about his past as fuel for his fire. And I believe that he would do a great job. But the, the other side of the coin is, are Celtic going to be willing to let him go, regardless of the compensation that will have to be paid? And is Ange Postacoglu inside himself, is he thinking to himself, look, I've achieved so much, five trophies in two years at Celtic. I haven't really hit the heights I wanted to in the Champions League, although it was the first time in five seasons that they've been back in it. Um, and I think basically he might say to himself, look, I'm okay for the time being. Is it the right fit for him? And that's what he's got to ask. Is the other thing as well about Harry Kane, if he goes there... Does the club want to sell Harry Kane? Does does Harry Kane want to go? Because automatically, if that's the case and scenario, it can put him a little bit on the back foot because in those situations, regardless, everyone tries to pass the, pass the hot potato, so to speak, and it's generally the manager who has to take responsibility. If he didn't start well after they sold Harry Kane, there would be more than a few people on his back. What would you do, Bozza, if you are in Andrew's position? Would you go to Tottenham? I would, I would stay at Celtic right. for another season. Okay. I would say he's going to win more trophies. Uh, I think he will do much better than he did in the Champions League. Uh, and they're going to be in Champions League football, which is the best football there is on the planet. 
and I would say another season, his price can only go up. That's true. That's do you, true. Um, yeah. do, I mean, I don't understand why there is such a sh- big shift. I mean, is there – obviously, you you go into the EPL and that's, you know, revered. But if you're doing so well and you build a culture like Andrew, it seems so tough for him early on. I mean, he was getting canned left, yeah. right and centre. I mean, would there be a rush for him to go, you know, over there and get in there I, at some stage? I mean, why wouldn't you stay where you're going and, and continue the run that he's on? Yeah, quite simply because it's one of the biggest, arguably the biggest league in the world, but it's definitely one of the four biggest leagues in the world. So mm-hmm. everybody, whether it be player or manager or administrator, everyone wants to gravitate towards, okay. towards the best. If you're a basketball player, you want to go and play in America. If you're an AFL player, you want to play in Australia. If you're a rugby league player, you want to play in Australia. Uh, if Where you're are you playing player, AFL and- outside of New Zealand? <laughs> no. Well, that's no, 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 You're right. There's I, New Zealand. I hear, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. However, it's, it's the best. Correct. It's still that's the best. That's what I say to every, every other person who always has a crack at AFL. I said, I don't care what you say. <laughs> this is a sport best. that predominantly for 100 years was played in one st- Oh, well. Played, you could say played professionally in one state mm-hmm. and they've got one of the top 10 crowd averages in the world of sport and yep. also one of the top 10 TV deals. So you've got to hand it to them. If you're a cricketer and you're a 2020 player, you want to go to tw- uh, to the IPL, right? Yep. So it's exactly the same <laughs> with this. Exactly the same with this. We're talking about best in the world. What about Man City? Well, actually, we've had a text in, okay, Bozo. Right, Can I read this? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's on yeah. City. That's why. Okay. So, hey, boys, City have now won the Premier League three years in a row. Under 23s, three years in a row. And under 18s, three years in a row. Penrith of the Premier yeah. League. Let's go treble. That's Cheers Brendo from Oran Park. Is this right, Bozza? Well, I don't know about the younger teams. I'll have to check that. But they've definitely won the Premier. Well, they've won the Premier League five out of the last six seasons. Now, a lot of people are obviously you know start to throw things around of their own by a state this that the other. I think if you look through the history, there were times when Manchester United during the nineties and the early two thousands won won the Premier League five and six seasons. It happened before with Liverpool. And this dominance has, has been overwhelming recently. There's no doubt about that. But it has been close in, in, in quite a few of those title races. The holy grail for Manchester City is obviously to win the Champions League, which they'll play in two weeks' time against uh, Inter Milan. And before that, if they, if they win the FA Cup as well against Manchester United, which won't be easy, they will complete a historical treble. But in our sport, like I keep saying to everybody, it's very difficult to score goals. Goals are at a premium. In other sports, like say basketball or, or even like, like I said, the rugby, rugby league, right? if you have that type of dominance, you're going to put points on. It, it can become a little bit monotonous. But in our sport, it's different because the opposition could have a great goalkeeper, a great central defender. You could have bad luck in front of goal. They could get a breakaway goal. So it's not as easy as people think. And they've done a magnificent job, regardless of what anyone says. And they are, at the moment, in my opinion, the best team to watch in the world and the best team in the world. However, coming back to my original point, that's not going to guarantee them the treble. And all good things, all dominant eras, in and it goes in every sport, do come to an end. We've seen it, like I said, with Manchester United. We saw it with Liverpool in the 70s and 80s, like early 90s. They do come to an end. It's up to everyone else to get much better, in my opinion. That's how I see things. When you won in 1999-2000 with Man U, what's it like when you win? And you, I don't know where, did you win with a couple of rounds to spare in the Premier League? What's it yeah. like going back out on yeah, the football did. pitch? knowing that you've wrapped it up. Obviously, they've got a bit more to play for, uh, Man yeah. City. Um, but what's it like going back? You must be just celebrating every time you're going back out there or are you taking it seriously or is it just a bit hard to get up for those games? If I do no, ask no, a, a for, for those question. games, you take yeah, you take them – so it's a very good question. You take them as seriously as you possibly can. But we won it with, I think, four weeks to spare. It was a record total up until a couple of years ago, until Manchester City actually broke that record. It's a wonderful feeling because, to, as I try to explain to everybody, grand finals are very special. 
it's a very special part of Australian culture as well. And we grew up on it. We love it. But there's no doubt that winning a title over 38 games yep. uh, in, in all types of conditions, home mm. and away, going through the ups and downs, has a special type of feeling in itself. It, it, I always turn around over here to explain to people who don't quite understand. It's the difference between a Melbourne Cup and a Golden Slipper. Okay, so it, the cup competitions are cup competitions. A one-off, things can happen. And that's why I sometimes say I feel sorry for people who, you know, they say, oh, he's never won a title. And I look and I go, well, they were minor premiers, but they lost the grand final. But mm. I think there should be much more kudos put on the team that wins the minor premiership, as yes. they call it here uh, in Australia, because th that is a very, very special thing. Because when you start at the start of the season – you, know, you don't think, all right, you know, I'm going to get to the grand – well, some may think. We, we'll, obviously, they'll say we want to get to the grand final. But you want to win every game. You know, you, you want to be as best as you can possibly be. You know, they, you know, but you know, then when it comes at the end, okay, the focus goes on to the grand final. But there should be much more kudos. It should be like there were two trophies available. So let's talk about, say, uh, uh, rugby league. There are two trophies available, the grand final trophy and the trophy that if you come first past the post. And they should be celebrated, you know, pretty much equally. Although, like I said, because of our traditions and culture, the grand final will always take a little bit of precedent. But you should never, ever underestimate how important and how good a feeling it is for a player that's worked hard all season to finish on top of all their peers. Oh, amen, Bozza. The league table don't lie, as they say, do they, after 38 yes. rounds? Correct. correct, correct. Hey, the text lines are lighting up here. They love when the B-man's on a Friday. Um, we got one from <laughs> Cam. Bozza, what is Jude Bellingham doing? Uh, Jude Bellingham apparently is going to go to Real Madrid. Now, we know Liverpool uh, are very interested in him, and Liverpool will finish outside the top four for the first time in quite some time, and they need some restructuring. Uh, and we know they've been very, very interested, but the, the bottom line is for a footballer, Real Madrid is kind of like, is, is like if Real Madrid come calling, you don't say no, put it that way. And they have, or oh, they will uh, be able to offer more in terms of, I would say, financial reward to him which won't be the most important motivating factor. It's not because you get so much money anyway that basically the most important thing for players are trophies and legacy. But uh, Real Madrid is Real Madrid. It's the all-time winners of the Champions League. Uh, they've got two ageing midfielders who are being absolutely phenomenal for them uh, in Modric and Cruz, uh, who we saw in that semi-final against Manchester City that they're coming towards the end. They've got two other outstanding players in Chiuamani and Kamavinga who they've brought in already. And it's just one more that they need to bring in. Casemiro obviously went to Manchester United, but there's just one more they're going to bring in. And I believe that that one person that they're going to focus on, they'll, they'll, as big clubs always do, they'll have five options, but I reckon their number one option and if everything works out will be Jude Bellingham. Now, wouldn't we all like a boss like this, Bozza, own a Tony Bloom, uh, because Brighton, mm -hmm. as you know, has gone to Europe for the first time. Yep. He is to reward over 1,000 staff with a 20% one-off annual salary increase for the brilliant achievement. Did you ever have anything like that happen when you uh, had won and qualified for Europe? Any bosses who re reward you with that success and payment? Well, I, I, yeah, well, not exactly like that. And well done to him. He's exactly right, but a little bit similar. So because the three clubs I played for all being European Champions League winners in the past, that's what, or European Cup winners. So it was expected that you qualified for Europe minimum. So qualifying for Europe meant, you know, one of the three competitions. There's three competitions. The Champions League is obviously the number one one competition so but we always had a point being made uh even if you were to go out in the group stages of what you were or looked as though that basically your bonuses would be significantly increased because of the amount of money that these competitions used to generate and the clubs were very fair they turn around and say well you know uh, two-thirds of this is extra money that we didn't think we'd have this is going to go to the players pot 
and you're going to share it between you. So it was always very, 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 very important how you fared in European football. But what he's done is outstanding. That's why he's saying one season only. I'm sure if they go next season and they qualify again the following season, I'm sure he will maintain that because the extra money that you get, like I said, that you wouldn't have budgeted for, and Brighton's never been there before, so I'm sure they would have said, oh, you know what, you know, we won't budget for you know going into Europe. If we do, absolutely brilliant. They've actually got now, and what a great achievement because they lost their manager, Graham Potter, early on in the season at Chelsea. They've lost a lot of players. They went and got a, a no-name who, who no one knew of, uh, Roberta De Zerbi, who's done a fantastic job, and their players have done an absolutely outstanding job. And what an achievement for a club that's only been, you know, that basically I think it was something like, I would say, 20 years ago, who basically on the verge of bankruptcy to come all the way up through the divisions, being promoted, and not only to stay in the Premier League, but now to achieve this as well. It's fantastic. Hey, Bozza, I'm getting the wind-up in here, mate. Always a pleasure. Likewise. Hey, quickly. Take care, guys. Hey, quick tip, Para V Cowboys. Um, it's always difficult during State of Origin because you've got this one missing, that one missing, whatever. So I'm going to stick to uh, basically what my heart says, Parramatta. Parra, yes, you heard it from man. the B-man. Yeah. All right, thanks, Bozza. We'll chat to you soon. You're on the Take run care, home guys. with the Prof and the Sock.